Hey everybody, it's Scooter here. I really appreciate everybody that's bought a shirt. If you haven't bought a shirt yet, but I'd really appreciate if you buy, buy a shirt. It'd be a big help. Oh wait, hold, hold on. Something. Oh, we got a call coming in. Let, let me switch over here to this call here. We got a call coming in on the hotline. Hey, uh, Super Summer. This is Gianni from New Jersey. And um, I'm excited to be starting my first job at Staples this summer. So, uh, yeah. Oh, so thank you so much, Gianni, for, uh, for calling in. I really appreciate that. And uh, hopefully we got time to get, get you a free Sleeper Summer shirt. Uh, well, not a Sleeper Summer shirt. And best of luck with your summer job. That sounds like great. I've got a lot of great memories of summer jobs. Uh, and let's get a thank you again for your call. If anybody else wants to leave a call by the Sleeper Summer Project, just call me at 318 Four seven five three three seven nine. That's three one eight four sleepy. You think they still have the letters on the numbers? It's yeah, really hard for a dyslexic to do that. But three three one eight four seven five three three seven nine. Thanks a lot. Hey. You up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble falling asleep, well welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights and press play. I'm going to do the rest. Um, and if, 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 if it's your first couple times here, you might be, well, what's the rest? I don't understand. Especially since I didn't, this is the Metastasnore, Metasnore. I'm still thinking of the name of these series episodes where we uh, watch Metastasis, the Colombian Breaking Bad. Then we watch Breaking Bad. And then I try to learn some Spanish. All... So it's a TV rewatch language learning podcast to put you to sleep on Sundays. Uh, on other nights, uh, it'll be uh, different stuff on Tuesdays and Thursdays. It's not a TV show podcast. So you can check those nights out too. And I try to talk, I, I've been working on talking about everything and breaking bad in a pleasant voice and, you know, making up illusions. So you get to so 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 to keep you you know nice and tucked in in your pillow in in your bed, but but quit 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 rambling podcast man, but but quit rambling caster of pods and tell us okay here's what I do I create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's keeping you up at night racing brain worrying brain, itchy body, body pain. You know, pain, spiritual, emotional, uh, general pain, malaise. I think that's another word I say. Well, I get a general idea of what malaise is. The the English word malaise. I don't I don't know what malaise is in Spanish. But I better get you know. Probably should get the English locked down first. But whether it's any of those things or something else, something totally unique to you that's got you up at night tossing, turning, unable to get to sleep, I'm going to try to distract you from that. I'm going to try to use lulling, soothing tones, pointless meanders about words I don't understand, 
in two different languages, lists of words. I think we had some good. I'm real. I'll tell you, as an aside, I'm really excited to 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 both put you to sleep and learn some Spanish. I mean, I can. I'm really. This is episode two. Usually it takes a couple episodes, but I said I just I just uh, at my lunch break today worked on the, the Spanish words, figuring out what they meant. The ones I wrote down, I said, wow, this is a lot of work. But then I said, wow, this is fun. Uh, I said, I didn't, would honestly, I was like, I would have had no idea that's what that meant. So, and we'll learn some slang maybe, but you should be asleep for that. You can always re-listen to it in the daytime. And then you'll be like, what, what did you, I wasn't listening anyway. And I said, good, well, it's just soothing background noise then. But the goal of the podcast is to distract you. I, I was telling somebody today, I was making reference to some of the things that go through my head during the day and night. It is, is, is having a colicky baby, which I don't have a colicky baby. And I only my only experience with colicky babies has been knowing people that had a colicky baby. And I don't mean to traumatize those of you that do, do have had or do have one. Or to, you know, scratch the surface on science, pseudoscience, because they say, geez, well, not all the information's in. Uh, but this is, so let's put aside all that loaded stuff. This is just a nonsensical metaphor, not a loaded metaphor. And I said, but you don't, yeah, because I don't know. Anyway, so I said, well, it's kind of like a calicky baby. It's just one that you say, geez, I'm just better. I got this calicky baby. That's my part of my brain. Or my, you know, emotional makeup. And I say, just better off, you know, I got this, I got this baby I'm dealing with. Uh, And uh, just better off staying home, you know. The baby's going to cry no matter what I do. And uh, not much I can do to soothe it. It's just, it's just, we're trying to accept it, you know, be accepting. So I think it would be tolerable if I just stay home, you know, work on the podcast, worry about the podcast, you know, check out my dog, hunker down. And the person, then they turned around me and said, well, what if you're one of your friends had a colicky baby? What would you say to them? And I said, whoa, now that's why I pay you all this sliding scale my ass. You're worth every sliding penny I pay you, sir. And, uh... But you say, geez, sometimes you just have that, as soon as it gets quiet and you lie down, I guess this is where the uh, meandering metaphor, I guess is what we're, metaphor meanders. It's a new segment that we've done every episode, but now it just has a total meandering metaphor time. We're in the middle of it, though. Is that, you know, you lie down, you try to get, and then all of a sudden you get a little bit of a cranky, colicky baby inside. You say all these voices, say, hey, what about this? What about that? Aren't you still mad? Can you believe she said that? Uh, how, how, how are we going to afford that? Hey, did you see, we need one more Bluetooth speaker, I think. I'm pretty sure we need, can we, can we order it right now? Like voices like that, or, or maybe serious things like your na- my Nana. Who says, oh boy, you, you want to hear a colicky baby? You should have heard yourself as a baby. Oh, wow. And I said, okay, Nan, I'm trying to get through this intro. It's getting long here. But that's what I do here. I try to, instead of all that. Now, and would, would you believe a lot of people have already fell asleep? A lot of regular listeners, they say they fall asleep during this part. And that's great. Don't they look so cute, those sleeping listeners? 
But let's not let envy or jealousy creep in, because I'm here for you. I'm going to take you. I'm going to take you the distance. Don't worry. When I started saying Hasasamos like that, I didn't even think to rhyme it with John Stamos, but now I just did. No way, Mos. Up in this, you know, something. But I'm here, I'm going to distract you. I'm your boyfriend, your boar bro. I'm the, I'm not a phoenix, but I'm like a bird. And I, you can climb on my wings of pointlessness. And I'll carry you like an eagle soaring to nowhere. More, well, more less like an eagle, more like a, a, a down, a down a covered bird, a double down, triple down. I got goose down. I got non-hypoallergenic, uh, you know, all-natural, you know, expensive stuff, bamboo fibers in there, everything, silk, there's some silk in there, sateen, plush, we got all, it's all plush on these wings. And of course, uh, you know, essential oil infusions, which we bring to your, we don't have seats on this, this flight, you just curl up in a pile of, uh, you're choosing, and much like a cat or a dog, you see, just just get comfortable. We'll be by with your essential oil infusion mixtures, all included, as you fly the points of wingless, wingless, points of wingless. <laughs> that would be bad news. Don't get on wingless airlines. A free, you know, pro-am tip. Pointless, wings of pointlessness airline. We we have wings. They're just pointless because uh, when we fly, we don't. You know, we we go. It's pointless flavors flying around to keep you asleep, like a calicky baby in a car. Uh, I'll be the one driving, and you'll be the one resting. And I say, geez, I'm not. I don't worry about circling the block eight thousand times. That's my calling. And, and meanwhile, I'm just I'm just in the front seat, chit chit chattering. And the, you're the baby curled up there, so rested. So that's what we do here, and I'm glad you're here. And I hope you fall. I hope I hope I help you fall asleep, or maybe those of you that are already asleep, I'm glad you're already asleep. All right, let's move on. Oh wait, I hate to jump in and, and, and interrupt things, but before we get to the housekeeping, I got another call coming in here on the uh, the hotline. Fresh, fresh. It looks like it's coming in from. Uh, from Canada, they can't tell if that's a W or an M. So it's Winnipeg, Manitoba. Let's let's find out. Hi there, dearest Scooter. This is Grant calling from balmy Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. At this time of the year, it's actually rather hot up here, but um, we're not unfamiliar with temperatures that reach, say, minus 30, minus 40. That's Fahrenheit or Celsius. So we get both extremes up here in Winnipeg. Uh, I'm really grateful for your podcast and everything that you do. And when you put out the call for the Sleeper Summer Project hashtag, I felt like I really had to call. Uh, my birthday was July 1st, which happens to be Canada Day, which is our, like, Independence Day up here in Canada. And uh, I received a gift. It's called a Raspberry Pi, which is basically a computer that's the size of your fist. And um, I have a whole lot of ideas as to what I want to do with this. Uh, I play in a band. The band is called Autumn Still. I've been playing with them for about half a year now, and things have been going great. 
Um, there's always opportunities for me to improve my participation in the group. Um, and these two different strains, the band that I'm participating in and this Raspberry Pi computer that I got, I'm hoping that I might be able to make them dovetail into one mega project. You see, with this Raspberry Pi jobby, I can do just about whatever I would ever want to with any kind of computer. So I'm hoping that I can turn it into a, an effect unit, like a, like a guitar pedal, basically. In this band, I play synthesizer and piano, and I'd like to run my piano through an effect so it has a little bit more style to it. And if I can turn this computer into an effect pedal and then use it on stage with my band, that would be really gratifying for me. So as far as sleep or summer goes and accomplishing projects that I've always wanted to do, um, there's the computer project and there's also the album that my band is recording this summer. We've set ourselves aside two months, which is not a lot of time to record an entire record. And uh, I think that we're able to do it. We're all in the right place. We're all paddling in the same direction. So it, it looks like it may actually happen, but it's going to be a lot of work. And combined with my other project, this little computer, I'm not going to have a lot of free time this summer, but uh, I mean, you only live once. And uh, while I have the energy and strength to go forward with it, I really might as well. I deal every now and then with chronic health conditions. So um, it's, uh, I really got to seize the day when, when things are, when I'm firing on all cylinders, I really got to run with it. So uh, thanks a lot for the Sleep for Summer project and uh, for providing the inspiration to, uh, to get the sleep for starters and also to, uh, to make my dreams come true. And uh, I look forward to doing it together with you, Scooter, and with all of your uh, listeners. Thanks for everything. Hello from Canada. And I hope that you have a wonderful week. Good night. Well, thank you so much, Grant. Uh, geez, my brother, I think uh, there's a new Raspberry Pi that came out in the last six months, so I don't know if you're getting that. Yeah, let me know how the effects go. This wouldn't be a sleeper summer project, but I would like. I've always wanted to do some sort of Halloween gag thing with either a Raspberry Pi or an Altoids cannon, some sort of thing. You know, it's, 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 it's not scary, but but funny. So let me know how this Raspberry Pi goes. I'm excited. Let me know about your album. I want to hear some. Uh, some tone. I want to hear some piano. So if you, you call back again, and you know, uh, you you know, you know, ham it up a little bit. But thank you so much for calling in. If anybody else wants to call in about that or anything else, the number is like let me look three one eight four sleepy. That's three one eight four seven five three three seven nine. We're taking these calls <laughs> live about as late. I'm laughing. It's funny, though, to pretend like I'm a, a DJ. All right, housekeeping. We're on the web, www.sleepwithmepodcast.com. Oh, you can find older to the oldest episodes on our website. Not everything is on iTunes anymore. But that's a good thing because we've got so many episodes. But episodes like one through something, are, if they're not on iTunes... They'll be on the website. Uh, if you need to get a hold of me, you can uh, post on the website. You can email me, feedback at sleepwithmepodcast.com. You can get me on Twitter at Dearest Scooter. And uh, that's a nice place to get a hold of us. You can also get a hold of us on Facebook over at Sleep With Me Podcast. 
Those are the two places I post all the bloopers. We also have a Facebook group. The easiest way to get there is sleepwithmepodcast.com slash nods, N-O-D-S. Our narrators, I want to thank Alexandra and Laura. They're over there. That's a little more closed, private group. You know, no, not, you know, exclusive, exclusive company. You say, geez, how do you describe that? Great people you, where you feel exclusive, but you don't feel excluded. I just nailed the shit out of that. Sleep with me podcast.com slash nods. Where you feel exclusive, not excluded. It's 100% free, too. I mean, so can you believe that tagline for free? I guess I'm pretty pleased with my Sleep with me podcast. Facebook, sleep with me podcast.com slash nods. Our Facebook group. Where you feel exclusive, but not exclusive. Something. We'll, we'll work on it. And they say, hey, by the way, Scooter, we excluded some people this week. So, but yeah, they were. Uh, they say, oh, well, that's a. They say, well, they broke the. Uh, it's it's a it's a pitch, you know, like an advertisement. Those don't got to be accurate. Holy moly! So that's the Facebook group. Facebook. Yeah, this is where I get lost. So a couple more. By the time you hear this, shirts will be over on Monday. Uh, but but I don't know. But so probably buy a shirt if you can. I just need like about. I probably by the time you hear this, if you're here on this Sunday night, let's see the number of people that listen on Sunday night. You probably need one percent of you, maybe two. If two percent of you could wake up on Monday and buy a shirt real quick, that'd be great. Just two percent, you know. Uh, what else we got going? We got our news group, or no, news, what is that called? Newsletter, sleepwithmepodcast.com slash news. Uh, you can review us on iTunes, sleepwithmepodcast.com slash iTunes. Another way you can participate in a show other than calling is using the Silvertone hashtag, hashtag the, sil- hashtag, hashtag, hashtag the Silvertone. Uh, you know, oh, Goodreads group, uh, a couple people talking over there. We're talking books. We're talking reading. We're, we're talking about it in a good way. That's yeah, that's the hash. That's the uh, <laughs> this, that wasn't a bad one. Just not as good as the Facebook one. But we're talking reading, talking books. We're talking, yeah, it's it's good. It's a good start. Get over at Goodreads, get a good start on reading over at Goodreads. Sleep on me podcast account slash Goodreads. I think that's it. that's it for the housekeeping. I forgot something, but I want to thank Scotty and Jennifer. They helped out with the shirts. They help out with the artwork. I can't. Be- I mean, you can't believe the. the well, you guys can. You know, there's some wonderful people that help out this podcast. That's two of them: Alexandra and Laura, all of you, and Chris Posty Posterson, who does our music. He's over at SoundsLikeAnEarful dot com. A couple other wonderful people I heard that from this week over on Twitter, Libby, our buddy Libby, Bree, Lisa, Gianni, the vo- Gianni of the voicemail at the top of the show, Grant of the voicemail, hence therefore that you just heard. I think that's where I said I don't know because I'm, I haven't edited it, but I think that's when you're going to hear it. Over on Facebook, that was Twitter, over on Facebook, Louisa, Louisa. Bernadette, Dave H, Lida, Callie, Richard, Richard VG. I said, why do I call him Richard VG? 
Uh, Richard, have I always called you Richard VG? I think it just, I said it should be Richard VS, but I said at some point I said, I said Richard VG, probably my dyslexia, but you do have a G in your last name, so Richard VG. Uh, emails, I got some nice emails from Faye, Miss M, Summer, Yvonne, Aaron, and Cole. Uh, and their newest dog, imaginary dog, Wampus. Uh, sorry about that, we had a little technical. I wanted to thank, uh, I want to thank Matt and, uh, Lindsay also for their emails. And Lindsay sent me another nice, wonderful picture. And then we got a bunch of iTunes reviews from you wonderful people from Stock of Corn. I know who that is. You stock, wonderful stock of corn. Was falling asleep used to be torture. Sleep apnea, was it made it even worse. But bedtime stories work for kids. Why wouldn't they work for adults? Way more nice stuff. Thank you, Mr. Corn. Mr. A, I call you, though. Then we said we got a nice five-star review from Ho Ho Hook. Ho Ho Hook. Ho Ho Hook. They say they love the podcast, but they said, why is it explicit? And they say, you're probably asleep for when I say, uh, holy F or S. But, you know, I, I say this was something I struggled with a long time. And I see this podcast I wasn't always explicit. The inside of my brain is beyond explicit, though. And I figure, like, uh, now we do have some wonderful people, you know, everyone's open-minded, I think, that listens to this podcast. Um, but I would have really hated, because people still accidentally find the podcast and then they get irritated, even though it's explicit. And, I'm, you know, I spend 10 minutes describing it and all the reviews describe So... Imagine if your 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 nana was a sweet nana, you know, like uh, you know, lovely church-going nana. No, nothing wrong with her. She's one of those wonderful people. And then she listened to this, especially a time when I went on some sort of tirade or something. It would hurt. It would probably hurt her feelings. And she'd say, "Well, I feel like I got tricked, and I don't want to trick anybody." So I figured better safe than sorry. That's why it's explicit, and then I can say whatever I want. But I don't like to be explicit for the sake of it being explicit either. But sometimes I got to say, she's fuck, you know. But usually when you're asleep, I might even cut that out, or, or maybe I'll deamplify it. But we also heard from a horticulturalist in Vermont, possibly, horticulturalist VT, who said we're better than sliced bread. And they gave us an A+. plus. Thank you. Uh, Vermont's a wonderful state. I think I've been there only once. And I loved it. And I took a ferry from Vermont to New York. Mount, it was beautiful. Uh, Julia J. Nee's back with another. She says she's addicted to the podcast. Uh, says we deserve 100 reviews from every person. But, I, you know, I thank you, Julia, for taking the time to... Uh, you know, update, you say, hey, this podcast is still working, and Julia loves Sir Pounce. Round in town, as, as we like to say. When we think about what is it, you know, one day, you know, if you say, Jesus, when they're unearthing, and they say, we well, think there's something in these audios, round and down is the key to revitalizing this, you know, this civilization. We've done. Uh, you know, they praised this God, Sir Pounce. Uh, he was a hero. 
Maybe he was Perseus or Hercules. But we, we need to find out what rounding town means. Uh, Colt Darling says we're perfect. Thank you, Colt. I think iTunes must be behind on posting the reviews, so we got a lot of reviews here. But Colt used to put on old TV shows. But, you know, now they put on the podcast, they say, well, she says, you know, you know, less, less power, one, more boring, more lulling, more soothing, and less educational than nature shows especially. And then Gladys Hell, and I mean Gladys is in, you know, the kind of Gladys that works at a diner that serves you a cup of coffee that only costs 50 cents. The D.Y. Gladys. Uh, Gladys Hell says we're perfectly weird. Not only good for sleeping for Gladys, but on a road trip. And Gladys also finds us uh, fascinating. So that's great. Thank you so much for all your reviews, all your support. And let's get on with the show. Or, I said, I don't even know what's coming next, but let's get on with the next thing. Uh, uh, hola, uh, buenas noches, everybody. Uh, yo estoy muy bien, and welcome to another episode of uh, the Metastasis Breaking Dead, Breaking Brad. Metastas Snooze, actually, that's what I think I'm going to name this. Metastas Snooze, Language Learning, Breaking Bad. Recapsley podcast. And we're so glad you're here. And we're talking, we're going to start off talking about uh, episode two of Metastasis, which is called uh, Gato por Libre. A cat for something, I think. But, I'll, you know, by the end of the episode, I'll have learned what it means. But by the time, well, during your sleep, you say, geez, don't worry fall asleep, I'll probably learn what the cat is for. Uh, but this episode, it starts out right where we left off with uh, Walter and Cielo in bed. And they're in the middle of a sweaty lovemaking session. I'm not going to... Uh, very intense. There's good music playing. Not not, not bad pornography. Not bad B-movie music. Walter coughs, and uh, I, I said, geez, they should have a close-up Cielo's face. Cielo, I think. Uh, and I said, is she impressed or confused? Or what is that, what is that word when you're kind of something in between confused? I don't have the word for it. But they're breathing heavy. Walter's coughing, and then he goes in the bathroom. He puts some water on his face, and he passes out. He faints. And then uh, across the screen says, Dose auras antes, a- antes, antes. And we're back at the bus and uh, the tape, the videotape, Walter's destroying it. And I wrote something that I can't read. Interrogase people, Pope? I don't know. I put a star next to it too, unfortunately. But he really beats that tape. He stomps on the, the videotape. And he still has no pants on, and they get towed. And they're talking to the tow truck driver, the two of them. And it's clear they're telling, like, a whole bunch of lies. I said, you see, it was some of this I remember from Breaking Bad, but also makes sense. The guy's got no pants on. He's got, like, an Oxford shirt. 
And then you got Jose Miguel, who's young, a good-looking young man, and also two different styles. He's got a cut on his face. So he said, well, we're in a car accident, I think, probably. And he's nodding. Uh, some of the phrases that uh, caught the second time through were pasa esto, repente, cuenta, C-U-N-E-T-A, la cagada. Man, Jose's smiling. It was pretty funny watching those two. And it's clear Walter's trying to pay him. And then Jose, he says, yeah, give me some money. He gives him a little. And then Walter goes in his pocket because he's got even more. And I said, geez, this guy's pretty good. This Jose Miguel, this actor, whose name, you know, properly learned. So I'm sorry for insulting you, but you're good. He gives like a very funny thumbs up. And they say, in Quente Ahogar. Uh, Ahogar comes up in a minute because they get in the the bus. And one thing is, like, Walter's got some attitude in this episode. Walter Blanco and Walter White. And he's yelling at Jesse about the condition of the bus and everything that's happening. And then it won't start, and Walt's still yelling. And it doesn't start, and they're saying, Ahogar, Ahogar. Kayase. They always thought it was Kayate. I'm like, I wonder if Kayase is shut up because they always thought Kayate was. And they say, Bamano, Bamos, Bamos. Uh, I can't tell if this is a 2C of Yagud. Nunkama. Ensin es facil rapido. But finally, it doesn't. Uh, start or finally it does start and they give each other a high five and they're pumping and i think that's when they say sin 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 oh sin five times maybe and then they get one of the guys wakes up in the back they say ba aranke maradia that, that one i couldn't figure out last week it comes up a few times in this episode i think it's m-i-r-e-d-a gazofia I think that came up before, too. i got to figure out how to spell some of these words. I like how that looks, though. Gazofia, G-A-Z-O-F-I-A. Uh, but then we jump back in time and waltz out on the bathroom floor. And Cielo next, she says, uh, Te Demoras. And that's when we, at some point, we also see the, the name of the episode, Gato Por Libre. And then it's post-coital breakfast with Walt Jr. there. It's kind of all smiles, but a little awkward. And Walter is giving Walt Jr. a speech about something. And he even ignores the phone. And Walt's got a real sweet sweater on. And I put, like, what stupid story is he telling? It was about photos. Because I said photographia, he said a few times. And he said, photos, quieras, vente, vente un cosa. Because Jose calls, and he's a, he says he's in a panic. And I don't know what he said to get Walt on the phone. But Walt's playing dumb, like, oh, you know, I don't want to buy anything. Well, at some point during Walt's story here, 
Next week I'll have I bought some red pens, so I'll have red pens next week. Plenty of red pens. Don't don't send me red pens. But uh, he says a Brasier Wonder, Walt Jr. And then Cielo says Brasier. So I said a uh, Wonder Bra. But Jose he yells at Walter. Walter plays dumb. A couple other words that came up: Inferno, Segundo, uh, No Yefa, L L U V A Yama. Uh, no de deha and pause. Cho- oh, that's at the end. Uh, but when Jesse Jose's on the phone, we talk to Walt, they shoot, show shots of him, and he's desperate. He's got ice on his face. He's pouring out weed to get ready to you know smoke up. He's really mad. And then Cielo's like, "What? What?" She does a lot of that this episode. So she's like, "What?" Something's not right here. And then Walt and Walt leave. And he says, Chow me a more. And then she jumps right on the star 69. And then I, I said, Geez, I got to figure out what Jose's message is. But I did not do that. And, but she calls his phone. And it goes in. He's kind of looking at the phone like, oh, Something creepy's going on. And then Cielo listens to the message. She's like, What? Again, she's like, what? What's going on here? Okay. I guess she'd be like, because why, what is like W-H-A question mark? So K, but K's already three letters. Q, Q, it would just be K. I guess it was, uh, Spanish has it, but they already had Y before there was Y. And there's a nice, a couple of nice city shots this episode. What I'm assuming is Cartagena. And then there's the school. They said Cural. I wrote that down. Oh, that's when Walt's writing. He writes that on the board. And he says, Mano Dorecha. And he's got, he said, are these different students? There's still more flirting going on. And he says, Nivel Molecular. I also put, Yesto, Pero, Entonces, Malo. I don't know if those are separate words or not. And then at some point, Walt's mind goes blank. He says, Taladomina, derecho esta droga, he also says. And then someone says, Como? Like, what? Again, and Walt's confused. He says, No se. And then he says, He kept doing a wide symbol. I said, What's about? And I'm positive a kid said, Is this on the test? I don't know what he said, but I said, That's definitely the kid that asked, Is this on the test? And then he says, Buenas tardes, kids. And then he goes and takes more stuff from the lab, floor, fluorocarbons or something. And then we have Jesse in the mirror. He's really worried about his face. They said, well, geez, what was he? did he have a date? And they said, is Jesse a ladies' man? I mean, and then I started, well, he's got, he had two girlfriends in the series, right? And then the woman from the beginning. But you can tell his face hurts him. He goes through this drawer full of old stuff from either his aunt or... With women's stuff, and there's a picture of him with an older woman in there. I'm assuming it was his aunt or his grandma. And then he puts a little makeup on his face. He's like, I gotta, you know, I gotta, I gotta hit the town or something. And then he hears a noise, he jumps. Again, I liked the acting, very good. And he jumps, and then he looks out the window, and he can tell. Uh, somebody left the bus. And at first I was like, okay, crazy, who left the bus? And then I was like, Jesse runs in. I saw both the guys were gone. 
And he says, puta, which I think is, means a bad word. And at some point he also says Mereda again, or Meradia, whatever, I can't figure out that word. And then Walt just happens to be driving down the street. He sees Crazy 8 on the street, and he tries to, he throws a U-turn, and then Crazy 8 tries to run. He runs right into a tree. That was funny. And then this guy on a bike, he tries to help Walt. He says, Kehase. And Walt's like, hey, help me get him in. He says, Wiga, I think, O-I-G-A, four times. And then he says, La, Ayuada, Ayuada, Ayuada. And he says, I think he says, problem the drogas. And I got to take him to the hospital. I figured that out somehow. Maybe it's just memory. And then they're in the basement with Crazy 8. They got him down there. They're like, hey, you stay down here. Relax. And then they go back upstairs and they're arguing. And Walt, I notice Walt blinks a lot when they're arguing. And they're talking about Emilio. I got that. Uh... And then I said, geez, where is he? And then I think they were talking about who is something I put. Who the hell is he? Name? And then Walt's worried. He says, Pelagroso, a bear. He's still arguing. Some other words were, que hacemos? Culpa, culpa mia, culpa suya. I said, geez, is that fault? Isn't that culpa something? My fault, your fault, I don't know. Uh, some other words were saguro, entonces, or enton, enno, ennoto, seis, kendo, or quan, kundo, kemes, al primo, uh, como, como. But then they hear a cough. I still didn't know where Emilio was, so I said, geez, uh, was that Emilio? Was he somewhere hiding, or was it a crazy aid? And then we're back with Cielo at the home front, and she's tracking Jesse down. He's got this rap page going. It says something about the monarch, something about the Kardashians. Oh, another thing about the argument, when Walter did, I said, I think he was trying to tell Walt how the business works, because he says, Super Marte, a couple of K, Fue, S-O, Yave, they say twice, Para, Atake, a-T-A-Q-U-E. Uh, but then Jose thinks this idea uh, to keep to keep Crazy 8 safe. But then Walt, he's still yelling at Jesse, Jose. And I noticed there was dolls in the cabinet in the background. I said, well, that's nice. I wonder if, he, if those are his grandma's dolls. He keeps them safe. And Walt was on, like, a formal green sofa for a little while. That gave me a laugh. Very, uh... Very bad and breakfasty in, in some sense. But another thing was Unavez, Unavez. And at some point, Jesse thinks of something. He says, Profe, and no, sa. But Jesse says something to Walt, and it doesn't seem like Walt gets it, or Jesse, Jesse, or Jesse doesn't think Walt gets it. And he says, Dissolve in acido pensando. And whatever Walt says, Jesse's like, what? He says, no, profe. Hacemos juntos. I think he says that twice. And he's almost begging Walt. He says, whatever whatever this is, profe. No, no, no. But Walt's resigned. And he even says that, Chamos al suerte. 
And then they say, he says, let's flip a coin. And then neither one of them have a coin. So they do rock, paper, scissors. And well, it loses. I think he called it Pierre de Papel at Rehena. And he says, uh, no dos or tres, like two out of three. And I also say, despero a suerte. Did I say that already? And then Walt drinks a beer, and he's procrastinating, dealing with things. And the phone rings. He listens to Jose's message. Esta el rancho de Jose. That's one thing that, that Jesse's Jose's message says. But it's Jose on the phone, and he can't find the right bucket. He says, Dejaje sus placos y yo veré llave, profe, conteste. Uh, and then there's some good hum- good physical humor there with the buckets because he said, like, a whoa, Home Depot. And then Walt, like, sees all Jesse's weed. He gets an idea. It's ahora mismo. But then at the Home Depot, Jesse's, like, whispering at the phone. He's worried. And Walt's still checking out the weed. Says, para ese gratin benga. Oh, and this is when Jose's in the buckets. He falls down. Walt's still considering his options. I don't know what options. And then it's, uh, he tests. He, uh, he's like trying to figure out what he's going to do. And then he goes down to see Crazy Eight. And he, he wants some agua. ¿Quién está ahí? ¿Qué van a hacer? Tengo said. And then Walt goes upstairs, he makes him a little snack, uh, he gives him a, some bunch of water, some a bucket to go to the bathroom, toilet paper. Really cool scene in, in both shows, the sliding of the stuff. And then I notice Crazy Eight, who doesn't, he doesn't eat crust, and he, he says, hey, where's Emilio? And Walt says, no le gusta el borde. And he said, oh, we don't like the borders of the sandwich, which is, you know, we could translate that. As long as there's a sandwich present, you say, oh, the borders of the sandwich, the crusts. Then Walt goes upstairs, he has another beer, and he starts smoking. He starts uh, trying to roll a joint. There's really good music playing. Total fail. But then he finally gets one made. He smokes. Soy un cobarte. Dose se metio. And Jesse rolls in. He says, oh, muy bien. He's laughing at Walt. Uh, fumar porrito. I said, does that mean you're smoking a joint? Tranquilo fresco. Come la fue toda Eva. No? But then Walt just creeps Jose out with the way he's acting. Jose laughs, but then he's like, hey, seriously, man, you've just been sitting around drinking and smoking weed? And Walt's like, pretty much, and by the way, I gotta get out of here. And he says, a spiritu. And Walt. He says, you know, he bails. He says, Mire, 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 Mire. And he's at the ultrasound. They're like, do you want to know it's a girl? And Cielo says, Esta bien. And the, the, the tech or the doctor says, Super bien. Which I think means better than good. Uh, and then Walt just stares after the tech leaves him alone. And Cielo's like, uh, who is Jose Rojas? And then some other things, like I said, are entonces, que tienes, like, what do you want? I think that's what que tienes might mean. And then Walt, there's a long explanation, but then finally Walt says, marijuana. And she again says, what? Que? 
and woke is some ridiculous reason. No, esta not a poor provendor or something. I heard, like, what are you, 14 in there, too? And then she kind of holds on to her belly at the end, and she's still like, what? Okay. And then there's a skyline shot, another one. And this is really another good scene with Jose Miguel. He's freaking out. He's getting high on the stairs. Eso acá. And he says, solo carne, solo carne, solo carne. And then he goes on the bus, starts cleaning the bus. I said, I wrote something about Los, oh, the monarchs. Uh, that's what Cielo because Cielo shows up. And she just lets herself in the gate like she's some sort of freaking Nancy Drew. And I noticed there's lots of extras in this scene. Like there's a couple of people across the street talking. They go into a house. There's a bike. A couple of people walking. Uh, why I noticed that, I have no idea. But I just said, Jesus. And then I looked at Breaking Bad and there wasn't extras. Spoiler. In that scene. But it was good she had this look on her face, like she was very investigative, very Nancy Drew. And she says, uh, Buenos Jose Miguel or something, and he does it. Why? Okay. He's like, okay, the hell? What the hell? And then she goes, I know everything. And he said, what? Why? A lot of okay in this episode, but they don't say it. Their acting says it. Toto, she says, all. And then Jesse's kind of cowering. He looks like he's about to throw up. Delisto, I think, are you ready? And then she says something about pot or something. He says, oh, okay, now get the hell out of here. I won't sell your husband anything. And then he tries to move, stash everything from the bus. Again, Merida comes up. Esta Vuelta, Vuelta. And then uh, his shirt, I noticed his shirt said Mafia Story. Very comedic, Hussein. Jose's pretending to talk to Wall. He says, yes, mas profe. Yes, my teach. Amanse chimba de risa. He says, chimba, chimba, chimba a lot. Yeah, Mareda, I put again. Il mas profe, esposa. He's just complaining to himself. It's funny. But it's cool rewatching this, or first time watching this, because it's like Walt really is kicking Jesse around in this episode. And you can see now he's pissed, Jose Miguel. He's smoking some meth. And Walter rolls in and he says, uh, Rico, Rico. And then I can't say something unfair to. Oh, something about Hank. He says, you know, I think whatever, police or something. Oh, yeah, but Walt, your wife showed up, dude. And then I could tell he's yelling out. He's like, you should, you, I'm doing everything, and you're a jerk. This is what Jose Miguel's saying to Walter. And then he says, I did everything. And then he's like, Jesus, you, you're trying to, you know. He said, this is, this is going to end in a disaster. You shouldn't have, he said, you shouldn't have cleaned everything in the bus. Uh, it's going to leak. And I also noticed Jose's belt buckle. It was like a bullet bullet belt buckle. And I would say number one with a bullet. I don't know what that means. And one of my friends wrote uh, something, and the guy had a belt buckle number one with a bullet. But I said, what does that mean? I didn't say that to him. I just thought it because I said it would be embarrassing to ask. I said, it's cool, man. Sounds like a cool belt buckle. Or a butt buckle. Probably that was a Middle Ages thing, though. 
Uh, let's see what else. We got Ceramica for Ceramic. And then we have, towards the end of the episode, the famous shot from Breaking Bad and now from Metastasis of them looking up because the tub collapsed and they're looking up through the hole. Very, very good music. The second episode, they stepped up with the music. And then at the end, they, we have, like, the four-hole shot of the good music. The kids, and then the kids, the gas mask, they had left it in the desert. And they showed at the beginning of the episode as a little aside, but these kids find it, and they start playing with it, and then their parents come. And then again, I can't, they said, okay, and then more good music plays. And that was the uh, Metastasis episode. And then we'll, we'll cover some language learning and some Breaking Bad coming up here. All right, so now we're going to talk a little bit about the Breaking Bad version, maybe some differences. But it starts out pretty much the same uh, with the intense love making. I think Walter White is a little bit sweatier, but I can't get But he, he definitely looks more, he, he struts post-coital strut, but it's more of a pained strut to the bathroom. Uh, buck naked, I said, I don't remember Walter Blanco. I said, geez, I don't remember Walter Blanco's ass, I'll be honest with you, but I remember uh, Walter White's, I'll tell you. But then it says uh, 12 hours. I don't know earlier what, I just put 12 hours. And then it was Walter White breaks the uh, videotape with his hand. He kind of just pulls the tape out. I don't think he actually broke the tape cassette. I suppose to Blanco, he kind of stepped on it and crunched it. And then when they're talking to the tow truck driver, uh, Walter says, Well, geez, I spilled some coffee on my pants. That's why I don't have any pants on. And then Jesse says, uh, so many GPS sucks for real or something was funny. And then they try to give the guy $40. He's like, hell no. And then Walter just takes money out of a bag and set out of Jose Miguel's pockets. And when they first try to start the uh, RV, Walter says, well, stay positive. We'll clean this mess right up. I mean, he says he's more aggravated. And then he's like, after we clean up, we're going our separate ways. And Jesse says, uh, find double for me. I thought that was funny, Aaron Paul. And then we're back on the floor. And Skylar's like, whoa, whoa. And Walt, get, you know, he says, oh, I'm fine. Just go in the bathroom in here. And then they have a quiet start to their breakfast. I know Skylar had her hand to her breast. I mean, her chest, like her, uh, I don't know, what is that? Your ch her chest, I guess, above her? Yeah, but between the clavicle and the breast, the chest. That would be the chest cavity. You know, she's like short, like, uh. And then Walt's talking about the senior class photos. And I said, oh, okay, he said photos of Walter Blanco. And he said, yeah, we had to go through them in this faculty meeting. And he's talking about cleavage. He's got cleavage on the brain, Walter Sr. does. And not just any cleavage, high school cleavage, which is cleavage that is not meant to be spoken about. If any, I mean, especially by school teachers. And then Skylar says, well, did you get any, did you get enough pancakes, honey? You know, hint, stop talking about teenage cleavage to your son. 
And even what Wally says, you know, even the small-breasted girls had cleavage. And Walt Jr. says, yeah, that's a wonder bra, Dad. And then Jesse calls, and the answering machine picks up. He says, hey, this is Mr. White. This is AT&T calling, which was real funny. Trying to say, I said, that was great. And he's like, get the hell over, you know. And then when Walt gets over there, I noticed he had a green striped shirt on. Uh, Jesse was in a yellow shirt. And he's like, we got loose ends here. Walt's like, I got to go to work, Jesse. You, you deal with these. I, we got loose ends here. Calling sick. And you know, Walt's very dis- disregarding. Oh, this is during the phone call. I'm sorry. I got mixed up there. But Skylar's not buying it the whole time. And then Walt goes to kiss her goodbye, and he, she kind of dodges it. And then she calls. Oh, I should look up both her messages because she calls Jesse's phone, and he has a crazy message. And then we're with Walt teaching, and he says, Kyrell, C-H-I-R-A-L equals hand. And he's talking about mirror images or... Uh, superimposed or non-superimposable. And again, the major theme of the entire show last week, maybe this week, when he's teaching, he says, uh, although they may look the same, they may not always behave the same. Good, bad, active, inactive. And even he takes a pause when he says good and bad, and then he hears the kid, the kid says, is that going to be in the midterm what you did? And he says, I'm sorry, even Walt mishears him. And he says, midterm. And then Jesse goes through a drawer in his house looking for makeup. Doesn't really pause on a picture like Jose Miguel did. And then we see Crazy 8 has run, and he's a little more, uh, his pants are more dirty than Crazy 8 in uh, the other show. And he, but he runs into a tree. No bystanders, though. Low, 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 low amount of extras on the Breaking Bad, at least this episode. And then we have Skylar. She's on the Finder Spire. And she, Jesse's website is uh, Captain Cook's uh, something or other. Uh, House of Master, I don't even know. And then we have Walt yelling at Jesse, who's crazy eight? And Jesse's like, he's one level higher than Emilio. And Walt's like, what's his reputation? And Jesse's like, you were there, right, when he went after us? And Walt's like, do you think he'll listen to reason? And Jesse's like, what are you, nuts? And then there's more noise, and somebody says, we need to pounce. And I said, did you say Sir Pounce, Brown in town? I said, no, no, we need to pounce. And then Jesse comes up with that you lack idea to keep Crazy 8 safe, which was nice. And then he says, well, what are we going to do? And Walt says, you keep asking me like I'm going to have an answer. And then they're kind of playing the blame game. And I said, Jesus, that when they were using that Miranda thing earlier or whatever, Copa Mia, but they're blaming each other. And then Walt's like, let's cover up every, let's cover our tracks here. And he talks about disincorporation. And I said, Jesus, is that a, a, you need a city council to do that? But Jesse's like, man, you're messed up, Walt. And Walt says a funny line. He says, in a scenario like this, I don't think it's bad form to flip a coin. And then they're arguing, and Walt, Walt says, your chemistry education is over. 
And Jesse says, okay, be a dick about it. And I think this is when Jesse says, historic, his physical humor is good, but not as funny as Jose Miguel's. There's a yellow plastic bag that appears in both episodes. I thought, I said, where would he get a yellow plastic bag nowadays? In this episode, in this uh, Breaking Bad, Crazy, it's a little more confrontational. But they have the same sliding scene. It's a little more drawn out in this one and a little bit more dramatic. And Walt also gives him Purell. And even when Crazy is eating his sandwich, he's very aggressive in his sandwich eating. And then they have the uh, comedic joint rolling with good music. Well, Walt successfully rolls a two-paper joint. And I said to myself, what's the difference between a joint and a spliff? It's just a word, right? I don't know. Or a ducci. Is it pass a ducci on the left? Do you pass a ducci on the left-hand side? But I said, I remember my double paper days. And I say, and I say, it is a little bit more foolproof for you beginners out there. And then Jesse comes up. He's like, what are you, smoking weed? And he's like, is that my weed? He goes, just go ahead and make yourself at home, Walt. And then we have the ultrasound scene. And Skylar's kind of in a panic about, she knows, she's like, who was Jesse Pinkman? And Walt tries to play her off, but she's like, no, no. And then he says, oh, well, he sells me pot. And she says, uh, well, what's wrong with you? What are you, 16? And Walt says, I love you, but what I need for you to do is to climb down out of my ass. And I said, I wonder if uh, Walter Blanco said that. What I need for you to do is to climb down out of my ass. And I said, you don't say that to a pregnant woman, Walt. Jeez. And then we're at school during the test. Walt's giving a test. And at some point, he just, he's kind of out of it. He says, stop. And the kids are like, what? Because he was talking to himself. And then we have Jesse. Jesse gives, smokes more meth in this than Jose Miguel. So I don't know if that will play into the future episodes. But he's watching The Three Stooges. And Mo tells one of the uh, Curly or Larry to take a powder. But he says, says, Walt should have been doing that with his joint, watching some Stooges. I think Stooges is better for wheat than meth, my guess. But And, and Skyler shows up, and Jesse's, she's, Jesse's, somebody says, yes, you, yes, you. Excuse me, I think, because she just barges in. And he's like, whatever you want, I ain't buying it. And she says, you stay, this is another prescient statement. Uh, Skylar says to Jesse, you stay away from him or you will be one sorry individual. That's foreshadowing. Uh, And Jesse gets high again and, and he has a one flight of stairs upstairs where Jose Miguel had this very twisty turny. Jesse's house seems older than Jose Miguel's house. And then Jesse has, like, a real funny run, running commentary about dealing with Walt. Very funny. Oh, prof, oh Mr. White, well, that was funny stuff. And they had a special effect in this uh, where the bottom of the tub was clear. So they had the camera on the bottom of the tub. And then Jesse is high again, third time. Not, not, no shame in that. He just said, Jesus is going to. And then Walt shows up and just says, do you have a brother in the DEA? Most like brother-in-law, dude. Who, what? 
And then Walt kind of gives Jesse, Jesse, he does shame Jesse for smoking. And I said, wouldn't Walt just think it was weed? He wouldn't know it was meth, would he? And then Jesse says, my house, my rules, dude. You're stressing me out. And the rest of it, the, the rest of the episode unfolds the same with a big shot of them looking up. And the title of the episode, The Cat's in the Bag, that's the title of the episode. And it closes with a kid finding a gas mask, but not with their parents, just finding and playing with it. But I say, the cat's in the bag. What does that mean? I said, Jesus is even more. Because they said, uh, I said, Jesus, was there a story in there about a cat? No. I said, well, what was it? What cat's in the bag? Honestly. Usually it's like the cat's out of the bag, right? Like you're telling. So I don't know, but it was a, uh, I was actually, sorry, I was just thinking there. I said, what? I don't know. But it was a good, it was a good episode. Uh, and I'm, I'm enjoying it so far. So good watching two, two metastasis twice, breaking bad once. I've managed to fit it in. So we'll see. And then, and then uh, yeah. So I'm enjoying it. Thanks. Uh, so here we are in the language learning portion of uh, Metastas News or Metastas Nor. And as I said, I'm re- uh, you know, I'm trying to keep it level here, but I'm really excited. I said, uh, I haven't learned anything yet. Let's, let's, let's get that out there. But I said, geez, I have hope. I said, well, this is episode two if we follow through on this. And I just looked pleasantly surprised. I said, I don't know, I'm excited. What can I say? This is me excited. Oh, boy. You know, so let's run through the words I wrote down. And I, I stuck with the, this was the, uh, this was the technique I used this week. I watched it once, Metastasis, with no subtitles straight. And I kind of observed... And then I watched it again with Spanish subtitles and wrote down some of the words that I heard and saw. Now, I don't find any Spanish transcripts out there. That would be ideal because it is a little distracting. It's good to watch it once, but trying to read it in another language the subtitles. But I think this is working. It's working. And then I watched Breaking Bad uh, uh, after that. So it took me three nights to get through it. But it wasn't like getting through it. I said, geez, I like that. So far, so good. And we'll keep, we'll take my temperature. This is in the middle of, no, you know, and we'll see. And maybe episode eight, I'll be like, we'll see the uh, rainbow of my emotions. And they said, well, it's not a rainbow. You're more of a chromatic, uh, you know, you just have uh, gray, dark gray, doomsday. But let's let's get to some words. Doce horas antes, twelve hours before. Pero esto for this, and this is all based on my handwriting. Translating my handwriting into a Spanish word, putting it in Google Translate. So you know, inexact science. Repente. Suddenly, did I say para esto, para, para esto for this? Quinta, Bill. La cagada. Uh, that means the shit. According, I said Google Translate, most of the uh, words it couldn't, it wouldn't look up uh, slang words, but that one, la cagada, the shit man, we're in it. 
And if you're Spanish, if you're, if you're awake for this and you're a Spanish speaker, you know, you can reach out to me. You can say, Ahogar, drown, callase, shut up. That's what I said earlier. Is like, I always thought it was callate. Callase, callate, callase. That's what they always say to me. They say, callate. I say, oh, but it's callase. That's how it's spelled. Or at least how I spell it when I'm copying it. But I mean, shut up. Uh, ba goes, arranque, boot, uh, gato por libre, free cat or cat free. I don't know if if that's correct, though. Uh, te demoras, you delay, uh, no deja and pause, not left alone. That's when Walt's on the phone. Vamos, come on, that's Jesse. Hey, nunca más, never more. Uh, future pubs, uh, uh, I don't know, quotes or the raven, but nunca mas, or nunca mas, maybe. Sin, seen without. Es facile, that one's easy, it's easy. It was easy to figure that one out, too. Uh, rapido means, hurry, I didn't even look that up, I think it means hurry the fuck up, rapido. Again, a lot I've been, you know, people have screamed that at me. Cayete, rapido, they've used those together. Yeah, quieres, quieres, vente un cosa. Who sells something? Que hace, that makes. This one I don't know how to pronounce, but it got said a lot. O y g a, wiga, wiga. That means here. Maybe it means listen. I don't know, but Google Translate said here. Wiga, wiga, wiga. La le ayuda uh, helps. Okay, this is a big one. I put a bunch of stars next to it. Que hacemos? What do we do, Walt? Or que hacemos? What do we do, Jesse? I like that one. What do we do? That came, you know, that was a question a lot in this episode. Que hacemos? You could say, que hacemos uh, for fun around here? And then they would, you know, with me, they would say, get out of here, you know. What did they say to me? Nunca más, they said. Rapido. Uh, culpa mia, my fault. Hey, my bad. Hey, culpa mia, I think. Koopa Suya is his fault. I'm going to blame somebody else. Uh, that was Koopa Suya. Uh, que fue eso? That's, that's another one with a lot of stars. I put, what was that? Uh, que fe, fue eso? What was that? Uh, para ataque, to attack. Y esto, and that. Uh, pero entonces, but then, malo bad. Uh, this is a word we've had a lot of trouble with, or I have. Two episodes. If I only Googled it without Google Translate, mierda. Mierda. They say that a lot. I mean, shit. And I think you can use it in mierda. You know, mierda. You know, they say, Jesus, don't get too loud. People are sleeping, mierda. So I finally figured that one out. It doesn't come up in Google Translate. It's too dirty, I guess. So that's mierda. It's a malo word. Uh, I think word is, I don't know, but mierda. Entonces, then, 
quando, when, como, how. I could have used these words when I was in the FPLA reporter. Entonces, quando, como. And como gets, comos gets repeated a few times. Una vez, una vez, once. Pensado, thought out. That's nice, pensado. Uh, this is another one. Hacemos, hacemos juntos. We do together. Uh, hacemos juntos. We do together. Okay, this might be the phrase of the week. I haven't quite decided. Uh, but this might be it. I probably spelled it wrong too, but. Echamos al suerte. Echamos al suerte. We cast by lot. That, that's when they say, hey, let's flip a coin. Echamos al suerte. We cast by lot. I love that. Uh, Piedra, papel, tarejas, rock, paper, scissors. Diere sus plaques y yo. Uh, sus plaques y yo, and I'll leave their places. Uh, vere al si conteste answer. Parar say it seems. Benga come. Quien este ahí? Who's there? That's another good one. Quien este ahí? Who's there? What? Okay, it's me, Nancy Drew, Cielo Drew. I'm investigating my husband's, uh, I'm just making sure Walt's not a perv. Uh, que ban a hacer. What are you going to do? Que ban a hacer. Uh, Tango said I'm thirsty. That could be useful. Tango said I'm thirsty. They said, calla te, calla se. Well, I'm just as Tango said. They said, Repidol, get out of here. Okay, this is another one for a phrase of the week. Uh, yo un cobra, cobarde. Yo un cobarde. You coward. Uh, fumar porrito, smoking. I think porrito must be joints. I couldn't find that. Porrito. Oh, no, this is a phrase of the week. I'm sorry. I forgot about this one. Yeah, this is a no doubt the phrase of the week. See, I just said that calmly, but I said it in a way. Phrase of the week. See how fun this is? Uh, phrase, of the, phrase of the week is tranquilo fresco. Tranquilo fresco. Jesse says that to Walt when Walt's kicking back after smoking up. And this cool calm. And I really like it. Sorry to me call him uh, Jesse. Jose says that. Tranquilo, fresco, man. It's a cool and calm. You know, it kind of means high. But then you don't want to ask a per high person this next question. Como le fue? How did it go? Como le fue? That's, gonna, that's harsh and that's mellow. Uh, what about entonces que tienes? Then you have... Entonces, que tienes? Uh, de listo, are you ready? Mire, or in this case, mire, mire, mire. Look, look, look. 
uh, no es nada pro profador. It's not nobody's supplier. Uh, eso acá, so here. Esta vuelta, this back. Emanse chimba. Emanse's threat and chimba will get to. Uh, de risa yave, laughing, and I think yave is another slang word we'll get to. And chimba again, I think it's slang uh, for cool, but I'm not positive. We'll get to the slang words here. And that, so that's the words I looked uh, so that's all the words I looked up, and then we'll, we're going to run through some slang words next. And then we're going to run through some slang words next. All right, so this is some—we'll uh, uh, we'll probably cover slang in more than one episode as we learn. You know, we're trying to learn here. Uh, but uh, this was uh, Colombian slang flashcards over at Quizlet. This is words by Pierce Babbitt, who created this uh, Quizlet flashcards— and maybe I'll learn it. Maybe this will be the first words I learn. And then I looked up the weather for some of these cities in Colombia. They have the best weather. I don't know if we have, I don't know. I think we have a couple Colombian listeners. I'd love to hear from you. But let's run through some of this. Abrirse, uh, A-B-R-I-R-S-A, means to split up. In slang, it means to leave. Like, I'm out. Abrirse. Uh, Aporar, A-P-O-R-R-E-A-R. That means to accidentally fall. Arecho means you're uh, uh, horny, turned on. Uh, bacan, bacano, or bacana, like bacon. That means something cool, kind, or friendly. And then they expound on it. Baracko. Huh, I wonder if Barack Obama knows about this. Spelled different, but Baracko. Baraka, Asuna Baraco, as someone hardcore, awesome, worthy of admiration, the man. Oh, we should start using that with each other. You guys are Baraco or Baraka. I don't know what the general. Baracas? Usi sorum isosis. I think that's Latin, though. Uh, nosotros Baracas? I don't know. Uh, Eres una baraca, esta baraco, something that's hard to deal with or difficult. Or esta baraco, that means they're angry or mad. La baraquiera, the greatest thing, the bee's knees, or willpower, determination. Uh, Boleta, that's uh, someone who's tricky. Uh, Kagar, or Jodare, that means to tease or make fun of. Caliente, that means hot, but it also means dangerous. Uh, Camelo, camel, that means job. Uh, Caspa, or Calia, that means a, a danger for a thin cigar, but also means a badly behaved person. Uh, catorce, 14, that means favor, though. Can I ask you a catorce? Because you're so bacana. Is that bacana? Yeah, bacana or something. Uh, coho, that means lame or wobbly, but it was something weak or lack of sense. Uh, comerse a alguien, that means to have sex. That was at the beginning of the episode. Uh, chivere, that means cool. 
uh, chicharron. That means you guys know what chicharron is, right? Uh, bacon, you know, pork, crispy pork uh, skin. But that means a problem or something to deal with. Uh, chuter means to kick. Embarar means to mess with. Entukar means to make out. Hey, maiden, you want to entukar? And then maybe chicharron or whatever. Uh, filo, that means sharp, but it means hunger. Fresco. Huh. Tranquilo fresco, man. That means be cool. Fresh. Uh, gasolinera. That's a gold digger. Hembro. Handsome. Uh, gonorrhea. From gonorrhea. Means evil or loathsome. Rola. Rolo. That means somebody from Bogota. Uh, mierda means a really mean person or shit. Uh, so mierda means that, that makes more sense than that episode because Walt's always mean to room bear. That also means to make out maiden. Room bear, uh, my bait, bacana. No, gonorrhea. No, no, no. I don't know gonorrhea. Guevon. Uh, oh, I guevon means oh man. Lebantar, that means to pick someone up. So Julie C, she, she used to have a move. She, I'm sure she said Lebantar. Uh, Ligar means to tie, but also means to bribe or give money. Yavi, there we go. I've been looking for this one. Key, it means friend. That was driving me nuts. Yave, so it means friend. Uh, this is formerly obscene, but not anymore. Mamargayo. It means to team, tease, wind up, fool around, or uh, pee. Uh, mamola, no way. Mamola, that should probably come up in the, you know, one of the episodes. Nerda or nerda, a geek. No nas or no nace, no. Paella, that means saucepan, but also means bad luck, no good. Uh, paquete, it means package, but it means a million Colombian pesos, paquete. Pichar, that means to have sex or drink beer. No? Okay. Uh, plata, money. We knew that muchos platas, mad money. Tra- tragado, that means to have a crush on someone, maiden. And one praying to a god, old, a goddess old and new. But it means swallowed, but to have a crush. I guess when you have a uh, soroche, that means to faint or pass out. Medio soroche. Uh, teso, that means hardcore. Uh, P.S., P-I-L-A-S, batteries, but that means wake up or watch out. That'll probably come up too, P.S. Tombo, that's cop. Uh, plomo, that means lead, but bullets. Uh, sapo, that's toad, but it can mean informant, snitch, or tattleteller. Uh, ratero, that's rat, but also means robber. Uh, pisarse, I think we said that to step over, to leave. Uh, sad, sardino, sardina, sardine, that means a young person. Vieja, that means old woman. Uh, how about this one, Maiden? This is probably the best. Of what, tri, tri, triar, T-R-I-L-L-A-R, to thresh. It means to make out. Cesas? That means yes. What do you think, Maiden? Cesas? Tri, triar? 
Oh, here's another word I think that came up in this. Parse, P-A-R-C-E, or parcero. It's largely used as comrade. It's a corruption of parcello, slang for the word uh, for a plot of land. Also used as cellmate. As uh, usage derived into criminal partner. Uh, so that makes sense. Parse or parcero. Uh, Vanya. Uh, complicated situation or case. Yayo. That's Y E Y. Yayo. Yayo. Uh, that means uh, scared or worried, maybe feeling faint. Terrar. I mean, it says throw or shoot, or, but uh, uh, slang means have sex. Uh, maiden? Terrar? No? Okay. Video, uh, video. A lie, an overreaction, or a problem. Bientos uh, o maletas. Humorous form of bien o mal. Like, how are you doing? Bientos o maletas. Uh, perder el año. It means to get an F. Well, but it means to kick the bucket. Perder el año. So that's just our first, but hopefully as the season goes on, we'll get more doses and reminder. You know, I'll need a lot more reminders to learn uh, slang. That's a little Colombian slang. All right, so next up I wanted to take, you know, I wanted to use this forum to learn a little bit about Colombia. And one of the things I wanted to learn about, because this episode in both the uh, Breaking Bad and this, they said, is this, a, were these the, the tow truck driver and then the children at the end in the family? I was like, were those indigenous Colombian people uh, or not? And then I, because in the uh, Breaking Bad, they used Native Americans. Uh, so I, I said, well, let's learn a little bit more about the indigenous peoples of Colombia. I went over to Wikipedia. And their entry is indigenous peoples of Colombia or native Colombians are the ethnic groups who were there prior to the Europeans in the 16th century, uh, known as pueblos indigenas, I-N-D-I-G-E-N-A-S, in Spanish. They comprise 3.4% of the country's population and belong to 87 different tribes. Uh, approximately 80% of the indigenous people of Colombia live in the La Guara, G-U-A-J-I-R-A, Cauca, C-A-U-C-A, in Nariño departments. While the Amazonian region of Colombia is sparsely populated, it is also home to 70 different indigenous ethnic groups. Uh, let's talk about some history. Present archaeological evidence uh, dates the earliest human habitation of South America to as early as 43,000 B.C. Uh, uh, anthropologist Tom DeLahe dates the earliest hunter-gatherer cultures on the continent as almost 10,000 B.C. Uh, during the late Pleistocene or early Holocene periods. Uh, according to his evidence based on rock shelters, Colombia's first human inhabitants were probably concentrated along the Caribbean coast and Andean highland slopes. Uh, by that time, the regions were forested and had a climate resembling today's. Uh, Dillahay has noted that Tabito, located just north of Bogota, where our series takes place, I think I incorrectly said Cartagena once or twice, uh, but Tabito 
It is one of the oldest known and widely accepted sites of early human occupation in Colombia, dating from around 9790 B.C., and there's evidence that the highlands were occupied by significant numbers of foragers by 9000 B.C., with permanent village settlement in northern Colombia by 2000 B.C. Uh, Colombia's indigenous culture evolved from three main groups, the Cuimbas, Q-O-U-I-M-B-A-Y-A-S, who inhabited the western slopes of the Cordilla Central, the Chibchacas, C-H-I-B-C-H-A-S, and the Kalina, uh, the Caribs. Uh, when the Spanish arrived in 1509, they found a flourishing and heterogeneous, heterogeneous, heterogeneous uh, Amerindian population that numbered between 1.5 and 2 million, belonging to several hundred tribes and largely spoke mutually unintelligible dialects. Uh, the two most advanced cultures at the time were the Musicas and the Tarionas, who belonged to the Chai Chiba Chiba Chibcha Chibchak Cha Chibcha maybe Chibcha group and were skilled in farming, mining, and metal craft. Uh, the Musicas lived in the present departments of Kundin, Amarca, and Boyaca, where they had fled uh, after raids by the Caribs, who eventually migrated to the Caribbean islands at the end of the first millennium A.D. Uh, the Taronas were divided into two subgroups, lived in the Caribbean lowlands in the highlands of the Sierra Nevada de Santa Marta. The Musica civilization was well organized into distinct provinces and governed by communal land laws and powerful caciques uh, who reported to one of the two supreme leaders. The complexity of indigenous people's social, social organization and technology varied tremendously from stratified agricultural chiefdoms to tropical farm villages and nomadic hunting, and food-gathering groups. At the end of the colonial period, the native population still constituted about half the total population. Uh, the agricultural chiefdoms of the highlands, the Spaniards, Spaniards successfully imposed institutions designed to ensure their control of the Indians, and thereby use their labor. The colonists had organized political and religious administration by the end of the 16th century, and they had begun to attempt to religiously convert the Amerindians. Amerindians. Uh, the most important institution that regulated the lives and welfare of the Highland Amerindians were the Ray Sogardo, a reservation system of communal land holdings. Under this system, the Amerindians were allowed to use the land but could not sell it. Similar to the Native American reservation system in the U.S., uh, Risa Gordo has lasted with some changes even to the present and has been an enduring link between the government and the remaining highland tribes. As land pressures increased, however, encroachment of white or mezito, mestizo settlers onto Risa Gordo lands accelerated, often without opposition from the government. Uh, the government had generally not attempted to legislate in the past matters affecting the forest Amerindians. 
Uh, during the colonial period, Roman Catholic missions were granted jurisdiction over the lowland tribes. With financial support of the government, a series of agreements with the Holy See from 1887 to 1953 entrusted the evangelization and education of these Amerindians to the missions, which worked together with government agencies. Uh, divisions of the Resagardos Resagard, Stopped in 1958, a new program of community development began to try to bring the Amerindians fully into national society. Uh, the struggle of the indigenous people on these lands to protect their holdings from laboring landlords and to preserve their con- traditions continued into the late 20th century, uh, when the 1991 Constitution incorporated many of the Amerindian demands. New resguardos have been created. Others have been reconstituted among forest tribes as well as highland communities. The 1991 Constitution opens special political and social areas for indigenous and other minority groups. For example, allowed creation of a special commission uh, to design a law recognizing the black communities occupying unsettled lands in the riverine areas of the Pacific Coast. Article 171 provides special Senate representation for Amerindians and other ethnic groups, while Article 176 provides special representation in the Chamber of Representatives, uh, two seats, quote, for black communities, one for Indian communities, one for political minorities, and one for Colombians residing abroad. Uh, Article 356 guarantees Amerindian territorial and cultural rights and several laws and decrees have been enacted protecting them. Article 356 refers somewhat vaguely to both indigenous territorial entities and indigenous resegardos. By 1991, the country's 587 resegardos contained 800,271 people including 60,503 families. Uh, They totaled 27,900,000 hectares, which is 100,000 square miles about, or 24% of the national territory. Colombia today may have as many as 710 gardos in 27 of 32 departments. Uh, indigenous political organizations and individual indigenous groups have a variety of governance structures. A number of indigenous groups are represented through the National Indigenous Organization of Colombia, the ONIC, Organización Nacional Indigene, Indigena de Colombia. Increasing organization and agitation have sharply broadened the indigenous land base over the past 40 years. The government titled more than 200 new reserves from 1960 to 1990, with 334 total, operating as autonomous municipalities by 1997. Uh, Territories. uh, Indigenous peoples hold the title to substantial portions of Colombia, primarily in the form of indigenous reserves, as we said. Uh, According to the ONIC, there were 102 indigenous groups in Colombia. Uh, let's run through them, and I'll try to be do my best, but I'm not trying to be insensitive at all. Uh, the Highland peoples, the uh, R. 
Guacos, the Awa, the Cocan Uco, Guambiano, Guanes, Inga, Camsa, uh, the Ken Guamo, Cagua, Cogui, Mocana, Musica, Paez, Pacaba, Pastos, Payo, Sutagos, Tama, Totoro, Umbra, Uwa, Wiwa, Yanacona, and then I guess the lowland people are the Achuga, Amorua, and Akwai, and okay, Bara, Baransa, Bari, Betoye, Bora, Gabiari, Carapana, Cariona, Kokama, Kofan, Kuregwaihe, Kubeo, Kuiba, Kuripako, Chimila, Chichora, Desano, Embera, Guahibo people, Guayabero, Kuna, the Kokama, Hupuda, Letuma, the Macaguaye, Makuna, the Masiguare, Matapi, Mirana, Murane, Nonua, Nukak, Oceana, Panche, Piapoco, Piroa, Piratupo, Pitsemria, Puanave, Saliba, Siona, Siriano, Taiwano, Tanimuka, Tariano, Tatuyo, Ticuna, Tucano, Tuca, Unan, Wanano, Wayu, Witoto, Yagua, Yarguay, Yukuna, Yukapa, Yuri people, Yuruti, and Zanu. And then finally, the struggle for rice. The indigenous peoples represent 2 to 3% of the Colombian region and levels of income as well as indicators of human development and as education and health conditions are laying behind those of the rest of Colombians. During the last 20 years, there has been an increase in interest dedicated to the concerns of indigenous communities all over the world. Uh, therefore, the United Nations proclaimed the disclosure of the international decade of the world's indigenous people in Latin America on December 10th, 1994, and then in Latin America. Uh, more than in any other region, this period was characterized by a wave of indigenous movements which practiced a growing political power since the resistance at Chiapas in 1994 until the fall of the governments of Ecuador and Bolivia. Uh, the rise of indigenous mobilization in Colombia is an explain, explained as a reaction of crisis at various levels a crisis of representation caused by the shortcoming of political parties with sufficient representation to shoulder all collectives' interest, 
a crisis of participation. That is the lack of result of a lack of citizens' participation in the state's business. And a legitimation crisis due to discrimination against some social groups. During their struggles for rights, indigenes abandoned the armed struggle of the 1980s, and the new strategy informed included forms of legal liberalism, a politics of identity, and the use of transnational networks putting pressure on the state to achieve recognition and respect. This always uh, hasn't always led to success, and often turned into victims of a cultural project of neoliberalism. Besides the cultural accomplishments, there was an escalation of the acts of persecution and in the number of violations committed against them. According to ONIC, there are 122 indigenous peoples in Colombia, but only 82 of them are recognized by the government. One of the main problems in the Colombian indigenous communities are currently facing is a lack of recognition of their right to be consulted. Poverty is another central aspect in order to understand the contemporary situation of the indigenes of Colombia, which has been measured making use of the Unsatisfied Basic Needs, UBN, by considering poor people who have insufficiencies in living services and education. Facts show differences between zones. Those... uh, uh, those with the uh, influence of poverty measured with the UBN standard are Chooko, Sucre, Boyaca, Narino, and Cordoba. Uh, with those in, with numbers that exceed 50% of the population, and those of less influence are found in Bogota and the departments of Valle, Atlantico, Caldas, Quindo, and Risaralda. In 1986, the concept of pobreza absoluta was introduced in the nation during a situation of crisis of governability and the escalation of problems concerning the armed conflict. With the politics of struggle against poverty, the presence of the state was tried. The presence of the state was tried to be consolidation in zones which were considered marginal, especially those areas including indigenous population. Politics between 1986 and 1990 tried to rehabilitate the marginal zones and their integration to achieve development. Specific institutions were set up to work with indigenous communities, seeing them as farmer communities with which habits and forms of production had to be modernized. As a consequence... Indigenous minorities revolted, arguing that it was not up to them to reintegrate, but it was the state that had to reform his ideas and recognize them as the original Colombian population. Uh, The goal was to solve the crisis of governability by eliminating poverty without excluding local necessities and, and impulse development from out of the perspective of diversity. The indigenous communities were considered to be marginal sectors in disadvantage, a population which had to be incorporated and integrated into greater society. The indigenous peoples were not seen as part of the diversity of the nation which participated was the need for the construction of it. This concept survived until this conception has survived since the colonialization of the continent until now. Generally the indigenous 
and also the black diversity is seen as a negative in, in element which has to be reduced or completely wiped out to guarantee the development and modernization of Latin American societies. Uh, what a terribly broken way to view the world. Uh, despite the Constitution in 1991 with the introduction of multi-ethnic and multicultural character of the Colombian nation, the contemporary relation between the state and the indigenous community seems to be contradictory, particularly because of the presence of demands of the autonomy of the latter. Until today, the Colombian government has recognized the indigenous groups only as communities, meaning they are to be considered culturally diverse and therefore require a different political treatment to be able to integrate them in national society. Different forms of participation have been assigned to the communities, but always in conformity with legal and constitutional regulations of state defined and established throughout history. Though the 1990s were a decade of mobilization in some ways of victory in terms of neoliberal multiculturalism, after 20 years of the Constitution in 1991, people have realized the need of turning to other forms of mobilization more than legal mobilization. It has been shown that the recognition of equality is not enough. Indigenous peoples have also demanded their right to difference, that is, access to political particular rights as indigenous communities. Currently, indigenous political participation, both in national and local elections, remains low because of various reasons, the fragmentation of the movement due to several groups Within the non within the Colombia uh, the fragmentation of the movement due to several groups within the Colombian indigenous communities, the loss of the vote from non-indigenous leaders, and the low number of voters, due to the fact they comprise a small part of the national population, and most of them live in the countryside without possibilities to vote. So that's a little bit about the Colombian. Uh, the indigenous peoples of Colombia. I guess a sad, a little bit of a sad history. I mean, that felt a little bit sanitized. But it seems like uh, colonialization or explorers and stuff really uh, in both North and South America did not uh, still, uh, the scars remain unhealed, I would say, or the wounds. Uh, so that's that's wraps up the show. Yeah, but that's pretty pretty long Wikipedia article, so a lot of you might have dozed off. And so good night, all right?